listening to The Polk Experiment. Welcome to The Polk Experience. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. And I'm Jack Cormier. And we're here to talk about the best in Polk County. Uh, and today, we're here to talk to Rob Sitz. Uh, Rob's got a, quite an extensive list of things he's accomplished in this, I would say, relatively short life. So I'm going to read through <laughs> a couple of things. He's a local guy, uh, Orlando guy, Lake Brantley High School. He was a pitcher, which is uh, relatable to me. I, I was a pitcher in college as well. Uh, 1997, Central Florida High School Player of the Year. Played baseball at Rollins College. One of our, uh, I played at Flagler, so we used mm-hmm. to play you guys quite a bit. Yes. Rob is currently the president of baseball operations for DS Sports Ventures, president of Russ Matt Baseball, and Russ Matt's one of the largest collegiate spring events in the country. They bring over 370 teams into the Florida area, the Central Florida area. Um, He's a commissioner for the Florida Collegiate Summer League and president of the Central Florida Baseball League. So welcome to the uh, to the program today, Rob. Thanks for having me. I, lo- I love the uh, background there. I haven't I haven't uh, talked about the uh, good old days of pitching at Lake Brantley and Rollins College and in a while there. So it's good to good to hear that uh, still exists. It still ex- <laughs> it still exists. It's uh, somewhere there's a plaque up there. Yeah, there you, you know? go. There you go. So how did, how uh, were you a right-handed pitcher? I was a right-handed. Or you still pitcher. are right-handed. You I still have I your said, right arm. So I, I'm I not a pitcher anymore, but I still have a right <laughs> arm. I use it to. Uh, Throw some BP to my uh, two boys, Reed and Graham. Get, so uh, Reed is seven now, and Graham is four. So having a lot of fun in the oh, uh, great age. Youth, youth baseball stuff. Uh, actually, opening day for our little league is tomorrow for the fall fall season. Oh, so. fantastic, fantastic! That's a lot of fun. I'm going to uh, some uh, little league games tomorrow myself for the, for opening of my great nephew is playing his first little league game tomorrow. So. Um, hopefully he's a chip off of someone else's block because his father was not a good ball player. <laughs> so, well, the main thing is they have fun out there. That's yeah, absolutely at that age. It's just it's just fun, even if they run to third base or first base or second base or wherever they run after absolutely they, after they hit it. That's there, part so. of the fun of it, you exactly. know. Is is uh, and they get and they yeah. You know, it's the interaction with the other kids. It's uh, the lessons you learn from sports right. besides you know the 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 hitting and the pitching, but the camaraderie and. And so it's got to start at that age. It's the best one, best time to start. Completely agree. Now you did some coaching after uh, after you got done playing, right? After college, I did. I actually I was the pitching coach at Rollins College uh, for four years after I got done. And I uh, during that time I was going to UCF for uh, uh, my master's program. I went to the DeVos Sport Business Management program there with Richard Labchak, who's the mm-hmm. uh, head of that program and can't say enough uh, great things about it. I got an MBA and a sport business management uh, master's, so two masters in two years there, and some of the uh, um, best professors in LabCheck and Dr. Bill Sutton, who went yeah. over to US, USF to, uh, he was the head of marketing for the MBA for years, and just, you know, anyways, just a great, great program. Uh, um, for Those guys years. are like the godfathers of sports business they management, really are. right? Yeah, you know, they Sutton really are. and LabCheck, it's... They really are. I mean, it was it was a tremendous program there. So learned a lot there, and then uh, uh, again was pitching coach at Rollins for four years there. But during that time, actually in two thousand and four, um, the Florida Collegiate Summer League started up. In the first year, I kind of heard about it through actually Sal Lombardo, who was the owner of the uh, Scorpions. He started the uh, Orlando Scorpions. 
um, and they needed another coach and so said hey I would love to love to coach and we uh, so the first year I coached with a good friend that I've told you guys about a couple of times Justin Veritek and I coached the Winter Park Diamond Dogs team and then after that uh, summer of the uh, first summer of the Florida League uh, they Mike and Sarah Whiting came to me and said hey would you be interested in kind of helping us get this thing uh uh, going here, you know, they, uh, it, you know, summer collegiate baseball, and we know the weather in Florida, and it's never happened. And I was like, you know, this is a challenge that I'd be uh, be up for, and 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 learned a lot over those years, and still involved with the uh, with the league. And you know, this past summer was a challenge that uh, yeah. that uh, we've never experienced as well, and actually ended up, you know, it ended up being the best summer talent wise on the field with all the other leagues shutting down. We ended up adding four more teams and had ten teams and probably five or six future first rounders playing in the league i mean it was it was it was amazing but uh learned a lot about um the sports world as a whole and florida league and then and then this opportunity with the ds sports uh came available and with russ matt and prospect wire and uh nation's greater orlando baseball we got a lot of uh tournament stuff going on and and uh, staying very active in the baseball world well let's let's dive into that especially with russ matt and um you know that was that was started by a, a, an old coach, right? Yeah, um, sure was. Um, oh gosh, I forgot Dave, his name. Dave, Dave Barnard. Dave, Dave Barnard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Barnard, down in uh, he was at Williams College. I he think. was at Williams. He was exactly. at Williams College, and he started Russ Matt. Um, where does the name Russ Matt come from? It's actually his two boys were Russell and Matthew. His two and, sons. Yeah, his two okay. sons who were Russell and Matthew. So, and and dave starting rust mat is just an amazing story i mean the whole thing you know williams was where george steinberner went to school mm-hmm. and obviously you got the tampa yankees in the spring training facility and williams would come down to come down to florida and george said hey you can have a couple of the our, our, our backfield to play some games and mm-hmm. so he got some teams together and i think the first year they probably had like four or six teams that came down and played together on the backfields and then i think next the next year they had a couple fields there and he got a couple more teams and and they realized that holy cow all these teams you know all these division three teams in the northeast midwest you know want to come down and and play and started getting some more fields and the you know i know you were involved in the uh, st pete area there um during that time and then moved it all over to to polk county once the uh, indians left uh, winter haven and then Lake Myrtle was built, and and you know it just has kept it growing exploded since then. From there. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. has. I mean, it, they, as I tell coaches all the time, I mean, one, the facilities are tremendous. They're where 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 we are, but really the housing is the thing that it's just tough for anybody to compete with us on the housing when you can get these ten bedroom homes and they can almost put their whole team in there um, and very affordable. Uh, you know, when they're coming down for that week of spring break, so. It uh, it works out works out really well to fill fill a lot of um, homes out there, condos, townhomes, all of that, and then we've got great facilities to play throughout Polk County, and um, you know the teams love coming down here. Is that one of the big advantages? Obviously, is the relatability in in, in the Central Florida area for teams to come in, and you know D threes or um, there it's great baseball. There's some fantastic baseball in D three, but they kind of get overlooked, don't they? They do get overlooked, exactly. I mean, it, it, there is some great baseball there. There's um, a lot of players that that have been drafted out of coming to Russ Matt for years, and we actually have a lot of scouts covering that. You know, that come out every year to uh, 
to uh, cover it as well. But yeah, what I mean, I would say the biggest, you know, the biggest thing with with Rustmat is really twofold: the the affordable housing, and then the scheduling side of things with the amount of teams that come down. I can get a I can get a good schedule for a team that won five games last year, and I can get a good schedule for a team that won forty games last year, just from the sheer numbers. And that is so important. A lot, you know, some teams come down. You know, those forty win teams they come down here with regionals. You know, and every and and their games when they come down there. One thing that you know you hear. Uh, spring break or spring training or whatever you know you hear that and you think these games don't matter these are like this, this is like 25 30 percent of their schedule and they're probably the best games that they're going to play against you know non-conference games that they're going to play and the games that they play the you know whatever five to ten games that they play down here are a huge impact on their regional bids so, right um so the scheduling part of things it's it's something that uh uh, I've I've been thrown into the fire. You know, I got a little training from Dave, but uh, uh, but thrown into the fire on that. But it's it's extremely important in the in the experience for these teams when they're down here. And and again, the you know the housing and the great resorts that we have, and the pools and the sure. you know Disney World being close by, I Drive, all the stuff, Universal Studios, all the stuff that they uh, love to do as well. The big airports, uh, you know, flying into Orlando or Tampa there as well. A lot of uh, less expensive flights i guess in in there as well so there's a lot of a lot of advantages of why why it all works um and you know and just you know really focused on making sure that co the coach's experience is tremendous every time they they come down i think that's the important part because i had a coach tell me one time kevin every game counts it's, right it, every game's it, important it, it, it is it is huge and yeah some some you know when i talk about rust matter sometimes some people will be like do, do those games count are those just, oh i thought those were just spring training like i thought they were just coming down here to train and if you if you say that to one of the coach you're going to get that response you're right just, yeah you just got it. it's a huge huge thing to you know um the schedule there and a lot of times you're seeing a lot of these d3 world series teams that you know just you know were last year playing against each other you know right here at rust matter you know whatever eight six months later yeah so. and it's a real tough sell for the families to come down and spend time with the kids too because i don't know you know normally i'll be walking around and and talking to the families or whatnot when i'm working yeah. around out there and and every one of them will be like yo you know when i left home it was 32 degrees or 28 degrees and it was still frozen and now i'm down here or the kids are either you know you know, a lot of the Boston kids, the the Brandeis oh, yeah. and the ones like that, or sure. you know, my daughter's school, Hannibal Lagrange, comes yep. down every sure year. Do. So, so I've I've got a great idea, Russ Matt Sunblock, because I've been walking <laughs> out there with uh, <laughs> on the fields as well with Jack, and you see a lot of red bodies out there at you, uh, in you know by the middle of the day and. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. it smells like sunscreen as you yeah. drive there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when I first you know, my first year of uh, Russ Matt, it, it was I mean. In February, our first weekend, we were out there, Lake Myrtle. It was 90 degree. I mean, it was a hot start to start to rust mad. The next day, everybody's just red as can be. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. We do sell sunscreen out there, but they, you know, obviously they got to use it. They like to uh, sunbathe and, and make sure they get that tan get when that they tan. get back there to, to brag to their uh, friends and everything. They there, tell so. people this this sun down in Florida is different. It's a yeah, it is different. Yeah. It's different. We always wind up looking at someone going, yeah, you know, this is going to really sneak up. On, yeah. you know and it's a it's that larry bird skin that they've got it's just Absolutely. translucent you know you're like you're like you're gonna really cook right how are things looking for uh for the spring everything i know is is contingent right now and we're trying to get 
through the post-COVID. And a lot of what we've been talking about on the show lately has been when we met with uh, uh, Southeastern and some of the other colleges is just, you know, everybody's trying to get their hands around this and figure out what's For going sure, on. For sure, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, I, I would say it's still up in the air. I mean, we got a number of teams uh, registered, ready to come down. They're, you know, the teams that are registered are 100% and talking to a, a lot of coaches about, hey, who's going to be down there, all of that kind of stuff. Some schools are moving, you know, their spring breaks, they're canceling their spring break and starting later just so kids aren't leaving campus and coming back to campus. So that, that will have a negative effect on us. But for those schools that aren't doing that, the, uh, they definitely want to come down. They just want, you know, they, you know, I think everything's going to be a little bit later this year with, with the, with the registration and the scheduling and, and all of that. So, um, so we, sh- we shall see what it, uh, what happens here in right. um, 2021 Russ Matt. And you probably have an advantage baseball-wise where the sport itself kind of lends itself to a little bit more social distancing. You oh, know, no doubt about that. It's yeah. not basketball. It's not right. football. Right. Uh, it's right. not soccer. Right. Um, right. So, right. you know, you, you've got the dugouts to kind of worry about and, and some interaction out in the field and, and maybe even more the stands with the fans and that sort of thing. But Yeah, and even something that you – probably wouldn't even think about but what i mentioned earlier is the the lodging situation yeah. that we have you got more space you got more square foot you know when you're in these townhomes and and homes versus being in a hotel room and trying to you know stick two two to four guys in a in a hotel room you got the living room you got you know the kitchen you got more space um for them and, and that's been uh you know something that a lot of the coaches I've, I've talked to a lot of the coaches about is you know is definitely an advantage yeah with with what we're yeah, the rust mat bubble yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna promote <laughs> rust mat bubble yeah yeah absolutely well you know you mentioned some other products that uh, ds sports and, and holdings has um you know as far as youth baseball I think some of it in the collegiate level how are those things kind of panning out especially we had a, I, I consider it a short summer I mean, I'm watching football last night, and I was like, "When did we get to September?" Yeah, well, it's it's season? tough in in Florida to to think that the uh, summer is over when it's whatever 90 yeah. degrees outside yeah. still. No, it's not over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't really uh, you know the, the summer lasts a little bit longer if you're looking at the the weather. Um, but for the events, they're going well. We're back to you know back to operating, especially in Florida. It's it's tremendous, and everything is going. Um, California, we do a lot of events with Prospect Wire in California. California is 100% shut down still. Um, opened up there for a little bit and then, then shut back down. Um, and now with the wildfires as well, is, yeah. you know, that's that's really uh, been been tough. But uh, Arizona, Labor Day weekend, we had a big event in Arizona for Prospect Wire that went um, really well. So, um, you know, happy with that. And, and again, our Florida events are, are going great. I mean, every everything and like we talked about social distancing on the baseball field is a little bit easier than some of the some of the other sports and, and also for the fans too because you got such big fields and they can yeah. spread out and, and the you know, these uh, travel ball parents are used to bringing their own chairs, bringing their own tent. It's like, you know, the family kind of sits together in the tent. It really it really lends itself to what we've you know, what we've had to go through. But um, a little less traveling, I would say, on the teams. There's, not, you know, not as, you know, more teams are looking at events that are kind of in their backyard, don't want to do the, you know, too much of the overnight stays unless it's, a, you know, a more national uh, tournament, bigger, right. bigger event and stuff. But, um, and I was going to ask you that because I think overall it, it, they're looking more like regional events now. They're, right. The strength is kind of to 
maybe contract down a little bit and do a little bit more regional, like you said, maybe one or two overnight stays. But yeah, I, I think that's been and, and really, I mean, it, it all comes down to the parents, right? I mean, the, right. the parents kind of, you know, even on the, the travelable organizations is still led by the parents kind of, hey, what's your level of comfort? Are you, you know, comfortable with going, you know, to Atlanta for a week or what, you know, or, you know, or would you rather do the tournament that's, you know, an hour drive that's, right. you know, yeah. a little bit closer? Maybe you can drive back and forth and, and all of that. And we've definitely seen that. A lot of the teams that, you know, would have, uh, you know, longer than a couple hour drive or flights into here or whatever, you know, they're, they're more, you know, canceling on, on the events and stuff where the local, but the, but on the same, you know, the level of teams, the number of teams were still like prospect wire. I mean, every single event we've had since we started back has been sold out. I mean, we these teams want to play. They want, you know, they went three months, four months, sure. whatever it was without playing. So they want to play our numbers on nations, greater Orlando baseball and a youth tournament are actually higher than they've ever been in the summer. Because again, these teams went three months without playing. Um, so, you know, we're actually, we're actually doing well in that, in that standpoint, but there's just not quite the number of teams traveling, staying in hotels that there has been in the past right and and i guess with the shift in mlb this year and and some of the things that are going on baseball was kind of out of everyone's mind for a while right we, we missed the high school season the college season and you kind of drifted away from baseball and then it came back and and so people are starting to think baseball again which is i think a great thing for for most kids but for sure. um trying to find just, that that balance just kind of getting used to the new normal I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was kind of the, the culture shock. And then after three or four months, you're like, well, since this isn't going to go away, uh, <laughs> we got to do something. We can't just sit in the house and look at each other. Yeah. Uh, we've run out of, uh, my joke has been, we've run out of Netflix. <laughs> and uh, right. so uh, so we've got this ball in this glove. Let's uh, let's go. So Yeah, get back outside, get some fresh air. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's nice. it, it, like you said, I mean, adjusting to the new normal. I mean, you know, empty stadiums like when, it, you know, I never thought I would see Wrigley Field empty watching a regular season baseball game. Yeah. Right. With all the noise, uh, right? All the piping. <laughs> well, yeah, they're piping in all the noise yeah. and, and uh, all of that. But just, you know, and then also seeing the pitchers all sitting in the stands and, you know, it's just it's the new normal. It's just yeah. what, it, what it what it is nowadays. And and. You know, when when this first kind of came to us during Rustmad, uh, you know, I tell a lot of people March 13th was going to be our busiest day. We had 82 games scheduled on March 13th. March 12th was the night that the NBA canceled their season, which sent shockwaves through everybody. Like, oh my God, you know, yeah. it, it was later learned that, you know, one of the players tested positive and all all that stuff. But, you know, from an athletic, college athletic program standpoint where you – have kids down here in Florida, you know, NBA just canceled their season. What are we doing? You know, it was just huge, uh, um, you know, a, a lot of rescheduling, let's just say, on, <laughs> on right. our part um, on a nightly basis. So, but to think that we would still be talking about it right now is definitely at that point, I never, I didn't think we'd still be talking about it for, sure. for, for this, this long and, and it still have an effect on, uh, you know, it'll have effect on Rustmat 2021 as well. Um, but you know, hopefully we get this, get this under control and, uh, can get it, get it past us and, you know, starting to see, I guess, a, a light at the end of the tunnel, or at least hoping to see a light at the end of the, end of the tunnel here. Yeah, I, I think, and, and like you said, you went to probably one of the best uh, sports management programs in the country, 
And uh, I, I just think in 10 years when we start reexamining this and, and, you know, at that point you're, you're teaching over that school and, yeah, and then yeah. you're going to say, I remember in 2020 <laughs> yeah, yeah. what happened. But it, it's certainly a case study in sports right. management that yeah, we've this, got going on here. Right? This will be the, the, I mean, March 12th. Will be the the nine eleven for the sports yeah. sports yeah. As world. As we're sitting here on nine eleven. As we're sitting here <laughs> yeah. on September eleventh. You yeah. know exactly. It, it yeah. Where were you on March twelfth? Yeah, people yeah. who work in sports will say, "What? Where were you on March twelfth? What yeah. were you going through?" Uh, I was at a Blue Jays game. Yeah. I, I, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, I was at a Blue Jays training, game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, training game. Yeah. Text, text me you know, photos from the game. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's, March twelfth. Uh, no, I mean I think you're exactly right. I mean that that happening and that happened that night. It happened the night of March 12th there and there was an NBA game going on. I remember Mark Cuban seeing it on his phone and then them interviewing them at, at the game and like, Oh my God. And he was just shocked of, of, of what was happening. And then as you know, we have spring training going on all this spring training yep. down here in Florida, I've got all these college teams down here and, and it was just, you know, what, what do we do from here? You know, right. yeah. this, this major NBA just canceled their whole season or well at least postponed their season they got started back up in the bubble down here but they you know and and now we've got you know 82 games scheduled for for the next day down yeah. here you know yeah it's right just, right it was, everybody's it, going it, home it was crazy but there'll be a lot of case studies uh to your point on yeah you know, a lot of a lot of talk about it and and yes it's been uh we've we've learned a lot i think and i, and I think that's good right we because right. things were uh, in, in our business going fairly well. I yeah. think, you know, a lot of, a lot of business being done on the youth side and the college side and, and so on and so forth. But I think we've learned a great deal about how important sports is to our, our civilization, right? It, it, you don't want to overstate it, but I think that people are certainly going, man, I miss sports. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, yeah, every shoot during that time to your Netflix, that's all you had. I mean, for me, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that watches shows. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch sports obviously and watch a lot of baseball and, and, and other sports, but like, it was like, what do you, what do you watch on TV? And I'm not a news guy at all. I can't, I, I mean, I had to watch it during Russ Matt just to be, know what's going on. And then I shut it off there for a while because I, you sure know, it, too much. It, it, it scares me with what, what all they talk about. But anyways, the, uh, you know, without having sports, but you do realize how important that is to, you know, our society and, and everything and how much of a role, you know, during all of this time, how much of a role these athletes play in, uh, as being role models, um, you know, for our kids and, and, and in the sport is, as well. So it's been, uh, been... And I think in sports in general is a development for, for kids, right? It's Absolutely. a development tool. Right. Um, yeah, and then taking away... Yeah, exactly. I was talking about my yeah. four and seven-year-old and, the, you know, li- losing the Little League season and, and all of that is just, you know, it was heartbreaking. It was like, what do you yeah. do with yeah, them? Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what to do with right. you. <laughs> and, then it was, and then it was like uh, starting back up. When do you start back up? What do you do there? Fortunately, we have a great group of, of dads and, and, and with, our, with our Lake Mary Little League here locally um, that kind of put together like, you know, a, a little team just to, just to go out there and practice. And, and I wasn't sure, you know, how my oldest son would, you know, was he, did he, did he really miss it? Because we were doing a lot of fishing and doing a lot of, you know, other stuff like what, and as soon as he started doing those practices, he like fell in love with the game again. And it was one of the, from a dad, it was one of the coolest things because I wasn't sure what, you know, like, Hey, what, you know, 
what, how is this going to change, you know, yeah. everything and, and just really, you know, found that love for it again and wanted to start working hard on it, you know, That's once we great. started practicing and all of that, which is, which is really cool to see. I mean, I've told, you know, as, as much as I'm involved in baseball, it's kind of, you know, like I always tell them like, listen, I don't care what you, you know, but whatever you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to work hard. You're going to try your best. You're going to have to, you know, put in the hard work to right. try to be the best at whatever you're going to do. Um, you know, he has taken a liking to baseball, um, That's good. Know, which is, good. which is good, which good. is yeah, good. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I, I know a few people in the uh, baseball So you're going to get back so. into coaching soon. That's <laughs> well, yeah, I'm doing, yeah. A, doing a little bit of, a <laughs> little bit of the coaching. Yeah. I got away from it there during the rust mat and pro, you know, like, and now with the, with the boys there getting a, getting a little bit more back into it at a, at a much younger level that I've learned patience is a huge, uh, oh, sure. you know, word, uh, Try to try to coach those T ball kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Patience is the number one like word. Son, the ball's on the T. It's yeah. not moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Patient <laughs> patience is, is definitely uh, uh, I, I, first time I tried to coach help with T ball. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to. This is this is tough to do here, but yeah, uh, you know. But patience and 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 the biggest thing I tell all the coaches at, at the little league level is just fun. The whole thing is you just want them to come back, enjoy it. Come, you know, don't worry about the wins and losses. They get, so, you know, there's so many. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think there's a time and a place for it. But when you, you know, stick that kid out there and outfield for, you know, right field for five innings or whatever, you know, and you don't give that kid, you know, like because you're worried about winning, that's not that. Yeah. Little yeah. league is not youth leagues, period, is not the time to do that. The most important thing is to have all your kids sign up for the next year and, and right. fall in love yeah. with right. this, this great Get game. them to love the game first. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, you wind up having to have that conversation with parents too. Right. We are like, guys, look, let's let the kids have fun, you know, and I, I know it's more fun when the kids win, but yeah, you know, let them have fun. It's, you know, don't be screaming out of the stands. Don't be, you know, that kid you're screaming at their parent might be sitting next to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, this is what happens for, for those who are going to listen to this later. This is what happens when you get three former ball players in the same room, right? Yeah. Three, three generations, basically. I'm, I'm the oldest here. and, and You Jack only got me ball. by a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so. But a couple, a couple of years. I'd have been yeah. out of college when you came yeah. in. Jack, and then, then you played ball. So you get three three ball players, and you're talking about something you love and, and the love of this game and the sport. Um, this is kind of what you what comes from that, right? Yeah. We should do this more often. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 hey, there's nothing better than uh, talking about the great, great game. But to your point of the – uh, parent, you know, them yelling and stuff. I, I, I always were running the Florida league. We had broadcasters for every game. And I would always tell the broadcasters cause they're all college, you know, age kids and don't, you know, think these guys are, you know, they've got to perform every night or I'm going to criticize it or whatever. I always tell them, think of their mother sitting right in front of you when yep. you're talking about these players out there. Like, yeah. would you, would you say it if his mother was sitting right next right to there. you? Yeah. You know, and, and I think that goes for the fan part of it as well. And the parent part of it as well is it's, it's great to get excited about the game, but sometimes there's some stuff that gets yelled out, you know, about the opposing players and, you know, like, and, and their parent is literally right. Yeah. Proud, right you know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. So that's, yeah. A, that's an important thing to Did they uh, say that to, about my yeah. son? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the reason we all love it is because of the passion. And I always, you know, the passion is, you know, everybody, the passion of playing the sport and competing and all that kind of stuff is, is something you don't ever want to take away, but it's got to be controlled. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, it's got to yeah. be, be controlled at, 
at all levels of baseball there. So. How do you think COVID's going to change um, kind of the, 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 the game from the standpoint of umpires? And, I mean, I know precautions are being taken now and umpires are wearing masks or some are right. even calling the games for behind um, you know, the pitcher's mound. Um, which for some umpires as it might be an improvement. In the front <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying I'm yeah, joking about the umpires. Yeah. Um, as a former pitcher, yeah, all umpires can't yeah. see. Yeah. As long as I could actually just turn and go, hey, look, that was a strike. We both, <laughs> we <laughs> both know I threw a strike. Well, the best part about them being there as a former former pitchers is you're right there to be able to say something. Hey, yeah. where did that? Where, where, yeah. you know, how, yeah. how far yeah. did I miss? <laughs> yeah. Was that feel like, like a long ways off? Yeah, or? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did well, you blink? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we've talked about baseball being a social distance sport, and who knows how long this COVID thing is going to even. You know, be around. I mean, let's sure. You know, I mean, hopefully, not not too much longer. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's you know more than anything. It's just like you just reexamine everything. You know, it's like you know everything from the from the umpires. Like I know we're having some issues. You know, most of our umpires are older. You know, people sure. who this you know actually COVID is affecting a heck of a lot more and. And, and even, you know, our coaches as well. Like when, you know, we decided to do the Florida League this summer, my biggest concern wasn't – it wasn't for the player, you know, from the from the stats and everything out there. But the it was more from the coaches and the umpires mm-hmm. on, on participating. I mean, that's where – um, you know, we have some coaches that, and they and they work all year to put together their team. They're, they're passionate about it, and I had to talk to you know some of them and say, listen, you know, you do not need to do. It. I mean, we can find someone else. We can do. You know, like you don't need to do that. You know, you don't need to risk your life over over doing that. You know, yeah. there'll be another yeah. another summer. Um, you know, fortunately, it all went really really well this uh, summer for the Florida League and. Um, you know, but some of the things on the umpire side of things that we're starting to see on the youth, and there's always been a little bit of a shortage. There's always been a little, mm-hmm. you know, right. we joke about the quality, but there, there's always been a, I always feel like the umpiring is a little behind the level that, you know, whatever it is, whatever that level is, high school, youth, whatever it is. Um, but there, there, there were a lot of organizations, including the one that we use, United Collegiate Umpires with, with Russ Matt. Um, who've done tremendous things in the training and a lot of, you know, even Florida Collegiate Umpires Association, which is uh, the college one here in Florida, they're doing great things on the training and it all trickles down too, because, you know, once, you know, they're all kind of, you know, they're teaching each other, but they're doing a lot of great training stuff. So, but the question that, you know, kind of the shortage is some of the umpires are questioning whether they want to, you know, they, they were kind of doing it all their life, right? right Go and right. do, it, you know, 10 games a weekend and tournaments or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And now they're kind of like, well, do I need to be doing this? Do you know, or is family more, you know, that family time and all that kind of stuff as well. So, um, and you got to really want to be an umpire because it's, you you get a little abuse sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's definitely, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're not, uh, most of the time you're not agreed. Well, 50% of the people aren't going to agree with you based on every, pretty much every single call that's close. You know, they're, they're going to have, you know, the people that saw it the other, other way for sure. Absolutely. The one that nobody wants to be is the official scorekeeper. (laughs) Right. That's the one that's like below the umpire, (laughs) you know, you're like, we could be the umpire. Or the official scorekeeper, I'll, I'll umpire. Right. Um, I'd rather be yelled at, you know, in a crowd than, yeah. uh, you know. 
Right. Especially if it's your own family yelling at you. Yeah, have the, pl- have, the guy, have the guy look <laughs> up for the field. Your own kids yeah. crying on the field. That's, yeah. that's one thing in the youth tournament space. In the college space, like most of the time, like, hey, the, whatever, the, you know, the, you have that official scorekeeper, but the, the coach that's on the field was like, hey, you know, hey, change that to yeah. a hit. That was yeah. definitely a hit. He hit it hard, what, you know, whatever. But on the youth tournament side where your parents oh. are doing this and, and they're all friends, you know, whatever, there's a lot of uh, – um, you know, buddy calls or whatever. Oh yeah, that you, yeah. That you want to, <laughs> yeah. You know, or worse, you look up well. in the box and there's yeah. two people screaming at each <laughs> other up there, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, so you know, looking at how baseball is is beginning to you know come back and things are happening, and there's been some big moves in the major league level. Yeah. Uh, in the last week or so, right? Uh, Pat O'Connor in minor league baseball is retired. After 28 years there, and, and um, well, basically the end of that organization. It seems to be um, the end of that organization. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and the one baseball, and how that's integrating all of baseball under um, Manfred's new edict of bringing everybody under, and then includes some of the youth side too, the college side. How do you think that's going to be uh, impactful to what you guys are doing here at, at DS? Well, I, I think I think it's still a wait and see on on what exactly they're going to be going to be doing on the um, minor league side of things and in the you know what forty teams forty plus teams being retracted out of the minor league side of things. Obviously, there's going to be less opportunities for kids to get a chance to play professional baseball under the major league minor league you know affiliate ball let's just say mm-hmm. i think there will be more independent leagues popping up there's going to be more um I've, i actually had some calls yesterday with some minor league facilities that are losing their minor league you know organization that are looking to fill it with you know let's just say a prospect wire showcase or right. you know prospect wire um events and stuff like that so there's um you know, I think the jury's still out on it on on how that's going to affect. I mean, I think Major League Baseball being involved. I mean, they. I think you know it can be a it can be a good thing. They do a lot of good events. I worked, you know, with the Florida League. We're partially funded by Major League Baseball, so I work very closely with uh, Chuck Fox, who's up there um, with Major League Baseball, and he runs a lot of those amateur events. And obviously, they're. They, you know, the main thing that they want to do is they're focused on those, you know, those top draft pick guys, putting those guys in events that they're all together and it gives their scouts and they get all the data collecting that we're doing here at DS Sports with Baseball Cloud and everything as well. It really brings in that level that Major League Baseball and, and USA Baseball, who's, who's, you know, a huge partner with them. The opportunity to get that information out to all the teams, all the you know major league teams, because it was the wild wild west there for a little bit when this data collecting started coming out. Is like there was organizations that were putting machines at ju- junior colleges oh, yeah. and, and c- controlling everything that would would happen there. And Major League Baseball doesn't you know wants to be fair to all the mm-hmm. organizations, not just have the big money organizations be able to. Um, you know, put the money down and, and get all the data and have it, you know, only for themselves and all of that. They want, you know, they want all the teams to be able to be able to compete, which is a good thing as they, you know, they've done a lot of the, you know, revenue sharing and all of that to sure. make sure that's happening. And and then, you know, these teams, just like any of us, we're competitive as can be. If I work for the Yankees, I want to be the, you know, I want to have as many competitive advantages as I can have, as we saw with the Astros and that kind of, they, they took that a little too yeah. far. <laughs> but the, you know, 
you want, but one of the competitive advantages was getting, you know, with these organizations and getting that data exclusively for the Yankees and put it, you know, sure. putting that money down and, and, and getting in front of that. And I think that's where MLB said, all right, we got to, we got to step in and uh, control this a little bit more, but it'll be interesting to see what events they're going to run kind of leading up to that draft in July. I love the idea of the draft or June when, during the all-star, um, event i think it's great that the draft is going to be after the college world series yeah. i think that's a that's a wonderful thing for us you know and and the many hats that i wear here with you know florida collegiate summer league the draft being a little bit later is you know we'll see how that affects the league and the players because usually we you know the draft we don't start till after the draft and now we'll be started before the draft so we'll right. see how many of those um draft players are going to be participating with us or potential draft players, I guess, sure. will be participating in us. So we'll, uh, we'll see. I think there's some big plans that Manfred has and, uh, yeah. um, out there and, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they do a great job and, and, you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's going to be for the best. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's kind of sitting back and kind of looking to see how it all, how it all takes place. And, uh, some of the, the major league teams, the clubs, are going to have to absorb back into their uh, into their under their umbrella some of the minor league you right. know, positions, and it's probably not as many as you think there is, I guess. But right, and know. some of the, I mean, even the changes this year at the major league level. I mean, the the, the extra innings starting a guy on second is like you know that's something I I I, ne- I mean we do it at tournament balls all all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we actually implemented it in the Florida League two or three years ago. We did it, and it actually really helped. You wouldn't think because both teams have the same advantage, but but it helps to not have that 14, 15, 16 any game that. Can just, you know when when we're talking about pitchers, I mean it just you know it can ruin yeah. your it yeah. can ruin the entire lineup for you. Yeah. It can ruin your, yeah. your your squad for a week. You yeah. know, like you know, oh, I only have these two guys for this game. And you got backup it, catchers in there throwing right, the last exactly. couple of innings. Yeah. And like, I never just throw right. strikes. I never thought I would say it. I kind of got used to seeing the DH in the National League. I games. love. I I I have been saying that for years. I mean, I don't I don't pay money to go see. You know, a pitcher hit. You know, there. Yeah. Um, oh, you see, I'm I'm old school. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that I, that purism. But I want to see. You know, do I want to see David Ortiz hitting, or do I want to see you know whatever John yeah. Smoltz hitting? You yeah. Know, do you want to yeah. see David Ortiz hitting there? In, in my opinion. You know, yeah. So, absolutely. Um, you know, so well, come I, on, I Smoltz, actually, Smoltz I, came up with Smoltz. the chicks dig the long ball. Yes, I remember. <laughs> there, so. you go. there you go. There you go. Well, you know, I think they started that a couple of years ago in minor league baseball. I remember uh, they had the extra inning games and they started they the did. guys on yes. second yep. base yep. and to see how it would work. And of course, the, the clock and all the things to kind of speed the game up. Right. For the sake of, I guess, our new generation of, of kids that are watching the game that, you know, can't watch it not any game yeah i don't uh, i don't i don't know about the speed of, i mean like the you know and they've also you if a relief pitcher has to face three batters which is a total different you know change right. unless, yeah unless they end the inning you know yeah. they, they end the inning then you can switch we'll never see tony larusa manage again that's right all. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it, it's there's there's a lot of changes and and you know i i, I don't know i mean it, it definitely you know, the bottom line is just teams have to adjust to it. You know, yeah. you have to get that pitcher. You're never. You're, it's going to eliminate some of those just left-handed specialist sidearm guy that can't ever get a right-hander out. Right. The only time I bring, yep. I literally bring him in only to get David Ortiz out, and that's all. You know, I pay him for the whole year just to get that yeah. left-handed batter and bat in the middle yeah. of the order. And um, end of the year, it's 21 appearances, six innings. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. No. Listen, my my career would have been extended if I didn't have to throw all nine innings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been. I'd still be playing. As yeah. a matter of fact, you yeah. know. But since you brought it up about the uh, the Astros and 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 where they are this year and and the cheating and my my wife asked me this question. She was like, you know, was stealing signs cheating? I was like. No, we used to steal signs. All that. It was an art form for a you know, pitcher sitting in for the. Sure it was. You're yeah. in the bullpen oh, yeah. and you're watching and you you know keep you engaged in the game and and stealing signs is is an art form and I think it was a gentleman's art form. But when you put the technology into it, yeah, that's that's when it becomes cheating. That's when, cheating. When, when the technology. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I, I think it was the it was the framework that was built around it. It was like okay, we're going to actually bang a trash can and we have signals and we have, I mean, they, they formalized Somebody thought it. about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, had thought, they had a yeah. lot of thought in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, it, it's, it was, it wasn't run in and tell him when he shakes, when he shakes the guy off, he's going to throw a fastball. Yeah. It was, you know, it was right. Here's the, I mean, the thing that, that's sad in my, my opinion, just like the, you know, steroid era of baseball, but it's really sad that there was pitchers who, got sent down after facing the Astros and giving up 12 runs and four innings or whatever, you know, yep. like those kind of yep. things are what like, and he's still suing. I think that guy is still is he, suing. Yeah, I, mean, the, I mean, I yeah. mean, and that's, yeah. One story that, you know, but like that, I mean, those stories, those, someone's those, career. those stories yeah, are right. real because the general manager who holds your life, you know, basically like, Hey, you're going to either stay at the major league level or go down. Watched him pitch and watched them just tee off on him. Like, man, he must not, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it, it, and, but they actually he didn't realized hit. that they knew everything that was coming. Yeah. yeah. They actually hit the ball like they knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Those kind of, those Bull kind Durham. Of, he yeah. said it best, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like he knew it was coming. He did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did. I told him. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because um, my best friend is, is, was my catcher um, in college. And he was, used to always come in and goes, you know, you pitchers are so delicate. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, because they, you know, guy, they get 12 hits off of you, and you're like, what happened? I lost my stuff. I can't hit the ball. I can't throw the ball. And all these things that go through your mind, it it, it messes with you. And I guess that, uh, you know, some of these pitchers, they got sent down. It, it could change your career path for a long oh, time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's the mental side of things Yes, yeah, the mental well. side of the like, game. And then you, you know, literally, like, they knew what was coming. They're they're crushing your pitches, but then you're like going, "Well, I gotta like reinvent myself. Yeah, you know, I gotta change my mechanics. I gotta do this. I gotta do you know, like you're you're always and, and all it was was they were new. They knew they what knew it was coming. Yeah, they knew what was. It coming. was that simple. So, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I mean, it's it's it was a harsh penalty. I think you know. I think they've hopefully sent the message and got that out of the game, but. When the stakes are that high and the, that amount of money in the postseason and stuff like that, I mean, they, I think MLB's got to take it to another level and put, you know, especially in the in the postseason. But figure out, you know, they need somebody in the in the dugouts making sure, you know, like there's a, just a lot riding on. Yeah, that, sure. Know, that time, um, there are, you know, have somebody roaming the. I mean, it could have been very easily caught. I mean, the guy was literally in the hallway from the dugout to the clubhouse. You know, with the camera screen, yeah. you know, seeing this, you would think that MLB could have a you know security guy kind of roaming roaming around. You know what I, you know what I mean? So, Just ask the question: What are you yeah. doing? Right? What are you, yeah, yeah. What, exactly. Right. What are you yeah, doing you there? Know, and, what's and your to, job? And to think and to think it was a reporter doing a story who just noticed the number of times he heard that can get smacked. 
right that broke it yeah i mean it's like it's like really it was i mean it was just a guy going but that's right. weird right. i hear three yeah. can't get smacked I hit a home run and he hit, <laughs> you know and yeah. again i mean if you if you would think about it like did they really need to do it for all those regular season games this is kind of my point is like yeah, I get it in the post, like, but because they were doing it for all the regular season games is really why they got caught. If they yeah. did that in the postseason, it might. No might one would ever you know. Nobody, yeah. you know, they no wouldn't have picked up. Reporter on it. wouldn't have said, "Hey, sure. I, I noticed that." You know, yeah. I noticed this for 162 thing. games, yeah. I hear this, or 81, or 81 home games. Home game. yeah, exactly. I, I hear this trash can getting hit. Right. I can't, you know. Yeah. Uh, something, something. Hmm, yeah. Curious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's anyway, the rally trash can. I can't yeah. figure this out. Hopefully, it's the end of it. I think it gives MLB a little bit more, like, "Hey, we need to <laughs> have somebody monitoring," you know, kind of locker room sure. stuff and everything as well. So. Well, you know, Rob, this has been a fantastic conversation. And, um, you know, our, our program is called, you know, the Poke Experience. But we kind of we went off in a couple of different tangents. But I think people will appreciate uh, the insights that you've had into baseball and the things that uh, you've told us about what's happening, not only with Russ Matt, but with college baseball and uh, in the, the different leagues that you guys are involved with. And uh, we appreciate you being on the show with us today. And and spending some time. Jack, do you have any other questions for Rob? No, I was going to fall back on my, my usual one. There's got to be something that you are thinking of that we didn't ask. Oh, wow. So that's my, my, normal, com- my normal ending comment. So, Well, you know, uh, speaking of Polk, I mean, I, I absolutely love my time in Polk County every year. And you guys, are, you know, I, I tell everybody the uh, – um, Central Florida Sports Committee. I mean, you guys do a tremendous job with 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 everything there. Um, the facilities. I'm extremely excited about the new uh, facility going up in Davenport, um, the Northeast Regional Park uh, fields there, and I, and I know our teams are very excited too because it's going to be a very um, you know, short commute for them. Um, yeah. You know, over over. That's going to be a nice park. It's going to be a, a gorgeous park right there on the Lake Davenport as well. So, um, I'm always amazed at what you guys do. I you know brag about you guys a lot and brag about the community out there and the support that you guys you know provide to not only Russ Matt to our Prospect Wire events and uh, you know we work you know. I'm fortunately at a position where I get to work with a lot of different um, cities and counties and sports commissions and all of that. And you guys are definitely uh, one of the best, if not the best. So, and I love, love what you guys are doing. Love the podcast here. You guys do a great job. I've been on the TV show. I've been on the radio show. Now I'm on a pod podcast <laughs> with you guys. So the triple crown. Uh, He's our good. first triple it, crown winner. He is <laughs> our first triple crown winner. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, but the, that's such an important part. And I know you guys got some great sponsors that, uh, that support this and the, and truly the, the community really supports what you guys do because you guys do a lot for the community. You guys bring some great, you know, great events to the community and bring a lot of activity um, there. So it's a, it's a great thing you guys are doing and I appreciate being a, being a small part of it. Well, thank thank you, you, Rob. Today, Rob Sitz, president of Russ Matt baseball, president of baseball operations for DS sports ventures. We really appreciate you being on the show with us today. Thanks so much. Thank you guys.